Podcasting from a sex writing cave from somewhere in the middle of the internet, this is The Smutlancer, a weekly podcast where we discuss creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. The Smutlancer podcast is hosted by me, Kayla Lords, and Molly Moore. We're two sex bloggers who have more ideas than time in the day. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer podcast is produced weekly, except during those times when we finally admit we need a break. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. When you're ready to take your smut lancing career to a new level, join the Smut Lancers community on Patreon. For as little as $5 per month, you can ask questions, get answers, and interact with an entire community of other people who do what you do and want to get paid to do it too. Head to patreon.com slash thesmutlancers to learn more. Welcome to the Smut Lancer podcast, and this week I am not on my own. I actually have a guest with me this week, um, and it's not Michael, so this is quite exciting. Um, my first guest um, on the Smut Lancer um, podcast, where it's just me, um, and I'm delighted to welcome Amy from Coffee and Kink. Hey. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you today? I am really good, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Excellent. So, the reason for having you a guest, having you as a guest um, on this episode, is that we wanted to talk to you um, about the Smutathon project because yes. we wanted to support that and. Um, we thought that this was a good way of like having a having a conversation about it and getting it out, talking about it. So let's start at the beginning of the Smutathon project because that was kind of like your. I know this was like your initial idea, um, and then it's kind of blossomed from that. So tell us right back at the beginning how Smutathon was born. Um. I had an idea at three o'clock in the morning and I have really cool friends who ran with it. <laughs> I love that um, summary. <laughs> and also it just it just kind of feels so like, I don't know, appropriate uh, as uh, the kind of type of thing that like even Kayla or I would do where it's like 3 a.m. Like, oh, I have this idea. Let's do it. Um, yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so it, it, it started out because um, I was thinking about wanting to do something to support um, kind of sex positive charities and I didn't really know what to do. I, I'm not I'm not the kind of person who's going to go running marathons or jumping out of a plane or whatever. It's just it's uh-huh. not. Um, so I thought, well, what am I good at? I'm good at writing. Um, and, and, I, and I just I just had this random idea about what what if we did a. A marathon writing challenge essentially um mm-hmm. would anyone would people sponsor that would people be into that um and i just put it on twitter and said had this random idea what do you guys think and a bunch of people said that they thought it sounded cool and they would be willing to do it so uh-huh. we did it and that was four years ago uh yeah first one was 2017 so this, this will be our fourth um, that we're doing this year right okay and so I feel like we might have had this conversation before, but like I feel like that first one was more successful than you even anticipated. Oh yeah, massively. Um I didn't really know what to expect from it. I thought we'd I thought we'd maybe raise a little bit of money and it would be uh-huh. fun. 
Um, but we ended up with people from all over the world participating, which was really, really cool. Um, we ended up with, uh, we, we, we ended up a few of us meeting up in London and had a, had a physical event in, in London. Um, which was, which was wonderful. Um, and, and big shout out to, uh, Exhibit A and the other Livy for, um, the, the use of their flat for that event. Right. And, and we raised, uh, 2,000 pounds the first year, which we split evenly between two charities. And mm-hmm. it just absolutely blew my mind that it, it, it went that well and it took off in that, in that way. And not only that, but then people were saying, well, let's do it again. Right. So, I mean, when you actually had the original idea, you hadn't anticipated, like, it being an in, part of it being an in-person event. Like, you hadn't anticipated the amount of people who would be enthused by it. And you certainly hadn't anticipated that you would raise that much money, I guess. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, I, I just, I, I originally envisioned it as a, as a virtual thing and people could mm-hmm. drop in now as they, as they wanted. And I thought, I thought, you know, optimistically, maybe we'll raise a few hundred quid and that would be great. Right. But no, I hadn't at all imagined that it would it would take off in the way that uh-huh. it did. Or we'd raise anywhere near that much. Um, right. Or at the end of this, everyone would be saying, well, let's do it again. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So then suddenly this one, you know, 3 a.m. idea. And now here you are four years later with people exactly. still... With it kind of even, right, a project that continues to kind of grow and evolve. So let's talk about the charities. I know over the years you've done, you've had, I think, different charities every year. Yes, Um, we 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 decided after the first year that we were going to do different um, charities each year. And to be honest, I didn't really think that far ahead at first because I thought it would just be a one-off thing. Um, so the first year, um, we did two charities, actually. We did uh, Rape Crisis England and Wales, and we also did uh, Backlash, which, for anyone who doesn't know, is an organisation that campaigns for um, sexual freedom for consenting adults, essentially. So they, they fight against things like kink censorship and, and all of that sort of thing, and particularly those laws that, in practice, end up in, you know disproportionately discriminating against queer people. Um, they're amazing. We love them. Um, so those were the two charities that we supported the first year. Um, the second year we supported, uh, the abortion support network that was in honor of the repeal the eighth campaign. Right. Um, which, which went through that year. Um, the third year we went international. So the third year a, a group of the participants, um, went over to Canada mm-hmm. and did, uh, did the in-person event at the, uh, Balesa offices in Montreal. Right. Um, so that year was uh, we supported the uh, National Network of Abortion Funds, which is a North American charity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year um, we are supporting Endometriosis UK. Okay. And I mean, really, when you think about it, none of that from that original, you know, three AM idea, um, the thought that you were going to end up having an in-person event in Canada, like. It must be kind of wild, really. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely bonkers. Um, I mean, I sadly, I couldn't go to the event in Canada because um, I'd just started a, a new day job at that point um, and I couldn't, couldn't take the time off and everything. So um, I, I dialed in remotely to that one. But just having a, a, a group go over there and do it internationally was sure absolutely amazing. Right. So... Is there a particular reason for the endometriosis this year? Like, is that something that was 
kind of, or perhaps somebody suggested that to you, or a, a cause that's close to your heart, or? Um, I actually can't remember initially how they crossed our radar. I actually can't remember who who supported suggested who suggested them, them at, at first. So, um, if any of the team are listening to this and can remember who suggested it first. Please yell at me because I've forgotten. Um, but yeah, as soon as it was suggested, we thought actually that's a great idea um, because obviously it is a it is a condition that is so often not understood, not taken mm-hmm. seriously um, because it affects um, obviously people uh, with vulvas and uteruses. It's um, that you know th- those people's pain is often not taken. Seriously, Seriously mm-hmm. um, in in the same way by the, the medical community, so it's a it's a huge problem. And the, there's um, I don't remember the exact statistic that they told us, but the, the kind of diagnosis time for most people with endometriosis is years. Right, so I know it's terribly pain for years without right. support. Um, yeah, and we we found out about this charity, and they're they're really small. They don't get any government funding, um, but they do all this amazing work. So. We decided to support them, um, and we ended up reaching out to them actually because all of the wor- all of the wording and things on their site was talking about um, women, and obviously endometriosis affects women, but affects um, non-binary people and trans sure. men with uteruses as well. Um, so we 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 sort of talked to them about that and said, you know, do you, do you just support women or do you support anyone suffering from this condition? And they were they were amazing. They they got on a Zoom call with us and they engaged with us and. Um, you know, we, we had a really good conversation with them and got to kind of help them a little bit with the resources that they're developing for people who suffer from that condition who are not cis women as well. Sure. Um, yeah, so that was that was really cool. And that that kind of just cemented the um, the desire to to support them. So that's uh, yeah, that's that's what happened with that. No, I mean that's amazing because like that's more than just like the money that you're raising, the fact that you have made a connection with that charity, been able to support them um, and, you know, broaden the language that they use and perhaps in some way make them a more accessible um, organisation. Like, that's that's just so cool. And that they were super open to it as well. Yeah, it was actually amazing how how open and how receptive they were. Um, and they've really been, um, you know, super involved with with this, which none of the other charities really have in quite the same way. Right. Um, but they, so we had a, we had a launch party on Zoom this year where we had a various kind of smut readings and things, and two of their team came along to that. Um, what they made of it, I don't know, but they, they stayed for the whole thing and they seemed to have fun. So. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant! I mean, I sadly I missed that, and I missed the other one that you've just done as well. Um, but. I didn't know that people from the charity came. That is brilliant. I love that they came. I hope they had a fabulous time and went away and told all their friends and colleagues about it. Well, one of them won a sex toy that were in the raffle, so I think she, I think she probably had a good night. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, if you are a, let's start with writers. If you are yeah. a writer. How can writers get involved who've never been involved in the Smutathon before? Like perhaps this is the first time they've heard about it or they've seen bits and bobs about it on Twitter. They have no idea how to get involved and what they can do. Talk to them about what they, how they can connect. 
Sure. So the the exact format of the event this year is a little bit TBC. Um, okay. Originally, we were planning to have an in person event again for at least some of the some of the group. Um, we were thinking about possibly taking it to Scotland this year. That was our plan. We were looking at all the all the beautiful Airbnbs with hot tubs and things where we could hang out and write smart. And then COVID happened. Sure. Um, so, yeah, at this point, we think it's probably going to be virtual only this this year. This, this, we're still holding out a little bit of hope that a few of us might be able to get together, but it's it's looking like it's probably virtual only this year at this point. Right. Um, so writers, anyone who wants to take part, can all they actually have to do is dial in on the day and um, submit, some, submit some work, write some smart. Um, they can post it on their blogs, they can um, send it to us to um, put on our website, or they can, you don't, you don't have to publish it at all. If someone's working on a a novel or whatever, something that they're not ready to, to publish, they can just they can just write as part of it, share the donation page, and and that's that's really it. That's kind of all it takes to to get involved. Um, if you want to get involved on a more sort of um, you, you know more more sort of than that, um, best thing to do is contact the committee. You can reach us through our website, which is just smutathon.com, um, and we can help out with that. Um, but it's it's mainly just sending in work for us to publish on the website if you want to, and obviously promoting it across your social media, sharing the donation page, um, all of that sort of thing as well. Right. So you don't have to. That's a good point. You don't have to have your own blog or your own place to host the content. No, absolutely not. No, publishing the content at all is completely optional. If you want to just use it as a personal challenge to write a certain amount of words, that's absolutely fine. Um, and if you want to publish the content but you don't have your own blog, then you're welcome to um, send it to us to publish on the Smutathon um, site as well. Um, as long as it, we have a few kind of rules about what we'll publish, but we're we're very we're very open really. It's mainly just nothing that's um, you know bigoted or problematic or anything in any kind of way. Right. And it doesn't have to be fiction, I guess, is the other thing worth saying. No, not at all. Um, it's the, I suppose the name is a bit of a misnomer in a way because a, a lot of us write smutty fiction, but a lot of us don't. So you can write, right. uh, you can write fiction, you can write um, memoir, you can write non-fiction essays, articles, um, poetry. I don't think anyone's done poetry so far, but we're open to it. Um, really, what really whatever you want, as long as it falls under the vague sort of remit of sex writing. Right. Oh, so there you go. Someone out there with they're definitely looking for smutty poetry is definitely what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So what if you are the reader, I guess, is the other person to think about. So where can they come and join in, potentially um, find smutty stuff to read and also contribute to your um, fundraising? Sure. So you can find all of the published content um, that we've shared on the main site at, again, smutathon.com. Um, you can find content on uh, various people's blogs. We'll all be publishing things kind of on the day. And the best way to uh, find all of that is to follow the hashtags, uh, hashtag smutathon and hashtag smutathon2020, um, which will be on, on Twitter mainly. That's where we mostly share stuff. So that's where you'll be able to find all of the links to content and things that we're publishing on the day um, and we'll be sharing the donation page uh, throughout the day but the donation page is open now and it 
is justgiving.com slash fundraising slash smutathon dash 2020. I'll send it to you, Molly, to put in the show notes. I But all the links that we've talked about, like everything, all the stuff that Amy has mentioned, um, the link to the Smutathon page, um, and maybe the ent- although presumably everything then is linked there, but like I was going to say maybe to the endometriosis charity, but that will all be on your page. Um, yeah. So that will all be in the show notes. So if you would like to find out more about that project and how you can join in or where you can meet the staff, what is the date this year for Smutathon? The date this year is Saturday, the making sure I'm getting this right. Uh, Saturday the 26th of September. Okay. And it will be midday to midnight UK time. Okay. Um, so the challenge runs for 12 hours. Um, if people want to join for the whole 12 hours, that's brilliant. If they want to just dial in for an hour or two, um, that's absolutely fine as well. But yes, it's 26th of September, midday to midnight UK time. Okay. And are you hosting that on Zoom? Um, probably not at least all day. Um, we might have a call or two throughout the day, um, for everyone to sort of dial in and, and chat and things. But uh, most of it we do through a combination of Twitter and a WhatsApp group if people want to be in that. Um, but maybe maybe we'll have a Zoom call or two on the day. Um, okay. Maybe towards the end or something. TB, TBC. TBC. Um, most, m- most of the stuff on the day will take place on Twitter. Okay. And we should talk about the – you had the virtual – you had the launch. Yes. And then um, – was it last Friday or the Friday before? I can't remember. You uh, had last Friday. Friday. Yeah, last Friday. Right. Week. You had another kind of like online reading um, get-together, which I was so – sad to miss because I had totally planned to come and then realised that Kayla and I had in fact uh, scheduled our work evening um, and we didn't finish till like half ten quarter to eleven by then I was like my brain was done Um, are you going to do another one of those? Yes, so there will be a um, August edition of the Smutathon Smut Slam as we're calling it Uh, which is going to be on Friday the 21st of August. Which is a Friday I can't do. Oh, no. (laughs) It's like I don't have anything planned for, like, ever because COVID. Yeah. Uh, But that Friday I do. (laughs) Bad face. (laughs) One day you'll be able to make it one. Absolutely. I can't believe. As, As you started talking, I was like, I bet she's going to say the 21st. I bet she's going to say the 21st. And then like, of course, of course it's on that day. Well, it is. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what time your plans finish, but it is, it is late. It doesn't start till 10 p.m. UK time. Okay. I think my plans are fairly evening based, but we'll okay. see. Yeah. We'll see. Never know. So, so if anyone wants to join for that, um, put it in your diary. We will have a link going out on Twitter to sign up for the Zoom um, okay. event um, in the next, probably in the next week or so, actually, should be fairly soon. Um, but yes, that's taking place 10 p.m. to midnight UK time, which is 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern US time, I think. Okay. For people who are thinking about joining, who are maybe shy or nervous, have not done anything like that before, what would you say to them? Like, do people have to have their camera on? What, like, 
Is it literally okay. just come and listen to people reading? Um, yeah, give people a little bit of an idea about how that works. For the for the, the smut slam. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, it's um, you, you can volunteer to read if you want to. Um, when we have the when we put the sign up form out, there's a there's a box on there that you can mm-hmm. tick to uh, to read if you want to. Um, the last couple of times we've had so many people um, volunteer to read that we've struggled to fit everyone in, which is amazing actually, and we love that, and we love kind of new voices that we've not heard from before in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also um, sign up just to listen. Um, you don't have to have your camera on. You can if you want to. Some some of us do, some of us don't. Um, you don't even have to have your microphone on. You don't have to say anything. If you want to literally just come along and listen, um, you can. If you want to join in in the chat box, you can. It's it's just it's just really low key. Um, however you want to engage with it is absolutely fine. Um, and we normally have um, one of the committee kind of emceeing that um and we just we we go through we do the readings and everyone's very nice and lovely and supportive um usually have a little have a little break halfway through and just a bit of kind of general chat mm-hmm. and it wraps up about quarter to midnight normally okay perfect it sounds fabulous it's, it's good fun oh. it's it's good it's I fun know. it's a fun night um I can't believe I've missed them so far. And I can't believe I might be going to miss the next one. Perhaps this will be, I do think this may continue on. Like they've been very popular, I know. They have been really popular. Um, I hope so. I would really like to carry on with them. Um, I don't know whether we'll carry them on as often as once a month, which we have been doing. Um, right. At the very least, I'd like to do one more um, soon after the main event so that we can, um, so that people can read some of the stuff that they wrote for the event. Sure, that would be um, lovely. Which would be great. Yeah, um, I would I would like to carry them on, especially, you know, while we can't all meet up in, in person. Uh-huh, person, but, right. It might yeah, be nice to have, like, a Christmas-themed one, for example. Like, you know, everyone could read, like, kind of Christmassy for smut. Um, oh, that would be fabulous. Have one kind of just, you know, just before Christmas, especially as, like, if this does carry on, probably most people aren't going to be meeting up for Christmas in the way that they would have done. There's all that kind of, like, you know, office parties and stuff that's, I suspect, not going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe a Christmas smutathon reading is a good idea. I do, I do have a friend who has a wonderful... Um, pervy festive version of the night before christmas which i would have to ask if i could borrow if we did that yes yes i know that version too yes it's very good (laughs) if you ask him very nicely he might record himself or even come along and read it oh that would be amazing yes we should do we yes okay we need a christmas edition we should also have a halloween edition for like spooky smart that's true oh because that's my favorite thing yes so we should definitely have that that's okay. Really we'll, we'll carry on. The, we'll carry on the smut plans. Okay. Um, see, ideas, 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 ideas. The next thing you know, like this is a three a.m. idea, and the next thing you know, four years later, you've got this whole huge project that's up and running. <laughs> yes. Well, I have time now because I don't have a job anymore. Right. <laughs> Exciting times. Well, on that night, I think it would be lovely to have you come back in the future and talk about being a smut lancer because that's something as well we also want to develop here on the podcast is to have guests in and talk about their smut lancing journey whatever kind of thing whatever level that is at so and as you have just taken the big bold leap into a full-time freelance world 
then um, we will arrange a time, come back, and we will record another episode and we will talk about all that stuff because I think it's really interesting to hear other people's experiences and challenges and how they deal with different aspects of it, what's worked, what hasn't worked, kind of stuff like that. So if you're up for that, it would be great for you to come back and we can talk about that next time. I would love that. That would be that would be awesome. Just just tell me when and I will and I will be happy to. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Is there anything you feel I've missed? Like is there anything else you want to say about the Smutathon that maybe I haven't kind of given you a space to do before we go? Um only I think to say that, you know, it it was it was my kind of 3am idea that I, and I, I sort of started it but it is a real team effort and it has been you know really all the way through it's only worked so well because so many awesome people have, have jumped on and 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 run with it so um I guess I just want to give a big shout out to the rest of the committee who are um helping to run it and helping to run the, the smut slams and things and obviously to everyone who's ever joined us and written and donated and shared the page and all of that thing all of those things you know it it really does make a massive difference. And, if you know, obviously I want to encourage people to donate, but if you can't afford to donate, just give us a retweet, share the fundraising page. It all helps um, just get spread the word and get the word out there. Um, oh, and we are at Smutathon2020 on Twitter, so please follow us there as well. Right. So, I mean, I was actually going to join that and say that right at the end. Like, if you genuinely, if you're not a writer and if you can't aren't in a position to donate, you can still help by amplifying this project so you can retweet put it on your social media somewhere tell your friend about it whatever the more people who see the more reach it gets um you're actually helping the project when you do that so even if you can't donate you can definitely support them that way so yes Yes. and um the only other thing that i've just remembered sorry is um that's okay we're doing a series at the moment of sharing people's um experiences of endometriosis to kind of raise the profile of this charity why we're supporting them um so if anyone has got a story to share um Mm -hmm. we would love to um host that on our site we'd love to um amplify your voice um you can do it in your own name anonymously whatever you want so um if anyone's got an endometriosis story to share then please get in touch Excellent. Okay, brilliant. And again, all that is on the website. So if you are curious now, go and look in the show notes and um, the link will be there. And also we will tweet out like links and stuff as well. So thank you, Amy, for coming and chatting to me today. Um, I'm excited for this year's event. I am planning on joining in with some writing this year. It's always been um, fallen on a weekend in the past where I've never been able to manage it for various different reasons you know um but it is in my calendar and hopefully um it will work out so um i'm excited for it and good luck and i'm also excited i feel like this is a project that has so much longevity to it so um that's a really nice thing about it as well to kind of have seen it grow from like i actually remember your initial tweet where you were like, I'm Do thinking really? about doing... Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember seeing it, like, on Twitter and being like, oh, that's an interesting idea. And so to think, you know, I remember that, and now here we are talking about this project, like, four years later and how it's grown. It's kind of... It's just cool. I just think, yeah, it's a brilliant thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, well thank you so much for having me. This was really fun.
you're more than welcome and um yeah have a good rest of your day and we will be back next week on the smart lancer podcast with something more thanks very much bye bye Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great information at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow the Smut Lancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. It's at thesmutlancer in all three places. Or follow Eroticon on Twitter or Instagram at eroticonuk, all one word, eroticonuk. For more tips, tricks, and help from your fellow Smut Lancers, join us at patreon.com slash thesmutlancers. Thanks for listening. Let's do this again next week. <laughs>